0: This is the Special Needs Family Hour with Julie Ames, brought to you by Special Needs Family Hour, Inc. For the next hour, we'll be discussing the particular challenges and real-life solutions for families with special needs. If you found us, please know that you are not alone. To find out more, go to SpecialNeedsFamilyHour.com. Now, here is your host, Julie Ames, on AM860, The Answer.
1: Thanks for listening today to the Special Needs Family Hour. I am Julie Ames on AM 860, The Answer. Our show is dedicated to helping those parents and caregivers who are caring for special people. The theme of the show is the essay, Welcome to Holland, by Emily Pearl Kingsley. Kingsley describes the experience of raising a child with a disability. My hope and prayer is that the challenges we all face in Holland will make us a better people. This has been a good week in Holland. Our oldest two daughters, Marie and Christina, who are 19 and 17, are on the autism spectrum and have intellectual disabilities. Our youngest daughter, Anna, is a typical 14 years old. Now, even though I said it's been a good week in Holland, however, I've had my moments. Sometimes the difficulties I find in Holland are due <laughs> due to my personality or maybe I should say they're compounded by my personality. Every Monday through Thursday, Maria and Christina have homework. They have a reading and writing assignment to be completed for school. Then we go over their tutor's homework consisting of assigned vocabulary words, reading passages for fluency, and two prayers, the Hail Mary and the All Father. This past Tuesday afternoon, I had already completed Christina's assignments and Maria's homework for school when Jeff arrived home. If Maria would just cooperate for the next 10 minutes, I would be able to have her assignments completed. We would be able to have time to complete the tutor's homework and practice the prayers by 6 p.m., our agreed-upon time for dinner. Jeff could hear me trying to get Maria to cooperate. I finally gave up, and I told her we would resume after dinner. Maria was impossible for three reasons. She really wanted to finish watching her DVD. She was in the middle of a tit for tat with Christina, who was nearby. So basically, I had an argument going on, and she was tired. And of course, I was impossible because I had a goal to be finished by 6 p.m., and I wanted to be free of this assignment. I didn't want to face the assignment and the uncooperative Maria after dinner. (laughs) We had dinner. Then, for a while, Jeff, Christina, and I played cards. It's an activity that we all enjoy, but Maria wanted to finish her DVD, and Anna had too much work to complete. After playing cards, I cornered Maria in her bedroom to complete her practice reading for our tutor. Ah, uh, It did not go well. She read, she read one of the two assignments. Then she excused herself to go to the restroom. Shortly after she left, Jeff popped his head in the door. He says something to the effect, Can you be spending your time a little more productively? Do you really need to be doing this right now with Maria? Is what you're doing with Maria really being productive? (laughs) He must have been listening again. He doesn't understand. I have a goal to complete this assignment now. No, it doesn't have to be done. There are no consequences if we do not practice the tutor's assignments, but I have a goal and Maria is not cooperating. More importantly, she is not even here. I am lying in her bed waiting for her to return so I can harass her some more. My husband knows me all too well. I start laughing hysterically. I think, why do I do this to myself? I call out to him, you're right. So Maria got a reprieve. I got a real de- well-deserved break. And once again, there was peace in our household. <laughs> our guest today is Luis E. Vera. Luis is a founding member of a wonderful foundation known as Lawyers Autism Awareness Foundation. This benevolent group of attorneys are best known for their annual sensory friendly santa event for children with autism i'm julie ames and you're listening to the special needs family hour on am 860 the answer don't go anywhere we'll be right back
0: to reach julie or any of the guests on today's show call 813-816-2637 that's 813-816-2637 or go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com we'll be right back Welcome back to the Special Needs Family Hour with Julie Ames on AM860, The Answer. To contact Julie, go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. That's specialneedsfamilyhour.com. Now, here's Julie Ames.
1: I'm Julie Ames and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM 860 The Answer. I am here with Lewis E. Fiera. Lewis is a founding member of Lawyers Autism Awareness Foundation. They are also known by their acronym LAF. LAF is best known for their annual sensory-friendly Santa event for children with autism. Lewis has also been involved with Best Buddies. He is a lawyer and advocate for the developmentally disabled. Hi, Lewis. Could you please introduce yourself to our listeners?
2: Thank you, Julie. Hi, uh, my name is Louis Veer, and I'm an attorney here in Tampa. And I uh, have the great pleasure of being involved with a lot of local efforts to assist persons with special needs and developmental disabilities. And I just wanted to say what a real um, honor and privilege it is to be here on your wonderful show, Julie.
1: Well, I'm thrilled to have Mm -hmm. you. And I was able to meet Louis through our religious director at church. Mm -hmm. She told me all about this awesome foundation that helps people with autism. But before we get into your foundation, Could you explain how you came about and... your life growing up with someone with special needs.
2: Yes, ma'am. I I have two brothers. My older brother, Tony, is an attorney in in the Tampa area who does soul security disability, and uh, he's an attorney like myself. And then I have an oldest brother, Juan, who's 43 years old, and Juan is developmentally disabled. So um, it it was something, you know, that that I just grew up with. Uh, Juan is 43, but he has the mentality of like a six or seven year old. God bless him. And so for me, I mean, going to Special Olympics, mcdonald's training center uh events uh you know special education ministries at, at church etc yes. that was just a part of my life uh seeing folks who are developmentally disabled uh, with autism down syndrome their parents their caretakers hearing their different stories and tales that was just part of growing up for me like arithmetic right. or english classes it was just yes. a part of growing up so. yes mm-hmm. and you
1: don't know any different
2: nope nope <laughs> I, I wouldn't know any other way <laughs> well I,
1: I, it's great to have you on the show because yes, i think you're mm-hmm. one of the first people that had well, I've had several people, but I know for my daughter, mm-hmm. there, there, is, um, there are sibling groups out there. Yes. Mm-hmm. But it's unusual because you don't realize that you're necessarily growing mm-hmm. up in a different situation. Sure. Except you do realize that whenever your kid sister or older sister or brother is embarrassing you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we've had that happen. Yeah.
2: And it it, it, it can happen. I mean, you know, kids, you you develop insecurities growing up. And I mean, I could tell you all kinds of stories on things that, you know, Juan's gone through different stages in his life. And I remember in particular one time uh, that I joke about with my mother, God bless her, who lives in Temple Terrace, where Juan Wendy's, you know, used to have this all you can eat. Bar and man, I used to be maybe eight or nine, right? And we were at the one on Bush. And Juan, you know, that's just how he expressed himself. He wanted more food and he got really ticked yes. off. My mom said no. And Juan just started, you know, God bless him, just getting angry, flipped over a table. And my my, oh my, my brother Tony and I, we just left the restaurant, and left my mom there. So, you know, it's, it, it's funny looking back on it. It wasn't yes. funny at the time, no, you know? <laughs> no. But
1: that's like me being in the store with Anna, and Anna accidentally closed Maria's hand yes. in the freezer door and Maria started screaming Mm -hmm. she did it she did it yeah and when we got to the car Anna was just mortified Mm -hmm. but I told her I said next time just don't act embarrassed they'll assume Mm -hmm. it's Christina because Christina was stressed Mm -hmm. out and hyperventilating yes (laughs) but that's how you do it yes so Mm -hmm. Um, from Juan,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you also have a son.
2: Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. And can
1: you tell us a little bit about your journey with autism?
2: Yeah, well, you know, I have a son named Louis. Louis is eight and a half years old. And when, when Louis was younger, uh, he had some sensory deficits uh, that he's, you know, done just great with. God bless him. But that was a journey in of itself. In fact, it's funny. Yesterday, I was at Publix, and I saw yes. a, a neurologist we've treated with, Dr. Ray Fernandez. And I, I just love talking to Dr. Fernandez. He's one of the finest men I know, a great guy. And, um, but, you you know the, the journey with Lewis was also something that was you know poignant for me. But yes. you know, thank God, Lewis is doing great now, and so yes. that's something that you know I have to credit you know our, our, his family for everybody. It's it's been a, it's been a team effort with Lewis, but Lewis is just doing great, thank God.
1: And Lewis was able to receive early intervention. Yes,
2: ma'am, early, very early intervention. Um, but I always say, just as important for anybody um, is not just that intervention, but also having a supportive family. Yes. Uh, you know love and care and, 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 and whatnot can go just as long of a way, I believe, in improving somebody. I've seen it with a lot of the people that I know who are in different situations. So yes. I can attest to that.
1: Yes. Well, explain to us how you started Lawyers Autism Awareness Foundation.
2: Well, long story short, I had read an article in the, the back then, the St. Pete Times, on an effort that was very well intended at the West Shore Mall to give a, a sensory friendly time for kids with autism um, with Santa. Yes. And, and, you know, it was well intended, but it did didn't come out as good as it should um, because these kids, God bless them, had to wait like an hour or two to go see Santa. So I said, hey, listen, <laughs> right. you know, we ha- I'm an attorney. I'm at a good firm, Ogden Sullivan. And I said, why don't we tap into the resources that I have with the folks that I know? Because people, I, I believe, whether or not you come into contact through personal experience with special needs folks, people are, are – are, have a propensity to do good and to aspire yes. to decency. So I said, "Why don't we um, make that effort?" So I reached out to people at the Hillsborough County Bar Association on who could assist me with this endeavor. Well, I wound up meeting a very nice gentleman, Jorge Santiero, with his wife Sandy, and we wound up along with our very dear friend uh, Kelly uh, Gardner Prince, with behavioral consultant. She's yes. a behavioral therapist. We were talking yes. about Kelly. You know yes, her well. I know Wonderful Kelly. person. We started Lawyers Autism Awareness Foundation and we it was our endeavor to within a year because we started in maybe in November of 2010 right. by December of 2011 to do a sensory friendly Santa event. Um, and we recruited two judges to be our Santas, and it's Judge Nick Nazaretan, yes. who is just one of the finest public servants here in Hillsborough County, and Judge Rex Barbas, another wonderful public yes. servant. Um, and I remember, Julie, when I was picking these two guys <laughs> to be Santa, you know, if somebody asked me to be Santa, I'm going to be insulted, because that means I'm fat, right, right? Right, So I called up, it's true, so I called <laughs> up Judge Barbas's brother, Steve, who's a wonderful lawyer here in Tampa, and I called it said, Steve, do you think your brother, Judge Barbas, would mind if I asked him to be Santa? He's like, why would he mind? Right. And I said, well, I'm pretty much saying that he, you know, yeah, I'm not going to say it, but hey, so, so we did that. And then the first year, Julie, we had 70 or so kids appear for yes. the event. And then the next year after that, it was about 120. And then last year, we had an excess of 200. The last two years, we've had about 175 to 200. Nice. And it's a community effort. Yes. You know, um, we have law firms like Phelps Dunbar, which is a big firm nationally yes. help out the Tampa Hispanic Bar Association every year does a toy drive like Phelps Dunbar. Phelps Dunbar gives us thousands of dollars in help, and I'm always indebted to the yes. men and women of that law firm. The Tampa Hispanic Bar, since day one, has been there for us, yes. and many other law firms have been there for us in assisting us actively with this. So it's a yes. real community effort.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. My youngest volunteered last year. Yes. Yes. So you yes. have a lot of young volunteers. Oh, yes, also we do. Santa's mm-hmm. helpers. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. So tell us about your first event Mm -hmm. and what was your goal and explain to people in the audience that may not understand the sensory issues related to autism and why this event is so special
2: yes well it's funny our first event went really well i was very nervous about it because i'm like what am i doing here you know i'm always the kind of guy that whenever i throw a fundraiser or a party i'm like no one's going to show you know so (laughs) that's just me i'm a paranoid guy i've
1: had that happen (laughs) (laughs)
2: yeah haven't we all right yes we all know those stories so um, but the first year went really well. And it was very emotional. And, and it is to this day. Whenever I have parents come up to me and say, hey, thank you for what you're doing, I just say, you're welcome. Because I'll be honest with you, if I got into it, the journey that I've had with this, I'd start to cry. I'm an emotional right, guy. You know, right, I, I right. joke with, with Hispanics who are either yellers or criers, and I'm a crier. Right. So, <laughs> you know, so that's, uh, I guess, my response. But in terms of the sensory the friendly Santa event and what it is, long story short, is, you know, kids with autism, and it could be any. I always tell people any right. developmental disability, a mental disability, Down syndrome—I don't care. To me, right. they're Presbyterians to Methodists. It's all within the same family. Yes. Um, so anybody with a developmental disability, we focus on autism. Um, you know, we all remember for those of us who celebrate Christmas, um, as my family I grew up uh, uh, Catholic and, and Christian, um, uh, waiting in the um, in, in the mall for Santa. Yes. You know, and it can take an hour. It can take an hour and a half. And you know, for, for a kid, most kids can get through that. Well, if you have autism and you have all these different sensory disorders and sensory deficits yes. where has something loud, something bright will set you off, yes. um, that effectively precludes you from doing that. So it, it's such a cherished time of such a wonderful tradition, the Christmas holiday effectively taken away from parents. Parents who have taken so many hits in their lives, taking another hit in Christmas. Yes. So it's so. what we do, long story short, is we have um, 15 minute slots where you know you sign up and you're like, okay, on this Day at 9:45, you're going to see Santa, and yes. within 15 or 20 minutes, you have your time. You get time taken with Santa, you get your picture, you get a gift. Um, all these different law yes. firms always do fundraisers for the toys, so it costs these folks nothing. But the real amazing thing about it is, Julie, is that if your kid starts "quote unquote" acting up, has a, a, an issue, and they you know yes. they start running or they start yelling, guess or what? Flapping their hands, exactly, flapping their hands. Nobody cares yes. because you're among friends. Because everybody there goes, "Hey, listen, my cousin." does that my brother does right. that my son does that my daughter does right. that whatever so there's nothing to be embarrassed about and that's what is i think the biggest you know,
1: well, too, as a parent, you want to be responsible and you want to respect other people's space. Yes. So when I'm at church, we sit on the back row. We don't go sit in the front of the church Mm -hmm. because we have our issues. Well, let's take a break and we'll continue this conversation Mm -hmm. on the other side. This is Julie Ames. And you're listening to the special needs family hour on AM 860, The answer. I'm here with Louis E. Vieira, a founding member of the lawyers, autism awareness foundation. And we'll be back on the other side.
0: To reach Julie or any of the guests on today's show, call 813 816 2637. That's 813 816 2637. Or go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Special Needs Family Hour with Julie Ames on AM 860 The Answer. To contact Julie, go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. That's SpecialNeedsFamilyHour.com. Now, here's Julie Ames.
1: I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM 860, The Answer. I am here with Louis E. Vieira. Louis is a founding member of Lawyer's Autism Awareness Foundation, and we were just discussing their sensory-friendly Santa event for children with autism. Can can you tell us a little bit about um, how about the... The actual experience that the child will have in their family as they walk through the doors:
2: yes, Julie, and, and this is something that's formulated by behavioral therapists uh, the one the we were talking about very nice woman, uh, Kelly Gardner, uh, Prince uh, with behavioral consultants who does a wonderful job but essentially we try to think of all of the burdens and, 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 and whatnot that a child will encounter in the mall and we try to you know remedy that things yes. like for example, having wide open spaces or trying to remedy the bright fluorescent lights, um, you know, in other words, the type of things that can cause overload for a child um, in a, a non-sensory friendly Santa event. Yes. Um, having a photographer who's obviously going to be sensitive to that for, you know, just about every year we've we've employed a, a wonderful friend of mine, Matt Nasif, uh, with Joe Photo of Tampa he does such a great job and he's a great guy. He understands the mission that we're on and he's, right. you know, running concurrent with that. Um, and then also telling folks that, listen, um, you know, th- there's going to be a set time. So in other words, you're not going to be there waiting for an hour um, or so that's our aspiration, if you will. And it usually works. It usually works. So uh, those kind of things that we do to make uh, the, to bring the Christmas experience home for the kid. um, That's something that we do, you know, and it's something that Julie, that we would love to take to other things. You know, I, I'd love to have more sensory friendly churches. I'd love to have a a sensory friendly Hanukkah, you know, I mean, things like that, you know, to, to, to make more people sensitive to the plight of folks with special needs.
1: Yes, Mm -hmm. and that's one of the goals of the show. Yes, and there you go. Now, explain more about the other aspects and the other things that Lawyers for Autism is doing.
2: Yes, ma'am. We also do grant fundraising, and we've uh, there there are a number of families who have gotten assistance uh, through these grants because you know a lot of these uh, youngsters with autism, a lot of them have Medicaid, which is you know good insurance for a lot of things, but unfortunately, a lot of doctors don't take Medicaid due to the reimbursement rate, etc. And when you're talking Talking about grants through health insurance, or if they do have private health insurance, you're talking about either high deductibles of you know three, four, five thousand dollars that you know maybe a lawyer can take a look at and go, I can handle that. But for a working family earning forty, fifty thousand dollars a year, that's a bridge too far. So um, we aim the fundraise to sort of remedy that gap, Um, and and it can be a real lifeline because you know these therapies for behavior, for speech, um, etc., physical therapy are things. (laughs) that can really bring home improvement for a child with autism.
1: Yes, and how does a family apply for a grant?
2: Well, online, there usually is a time to apply for grants, and then we have a grant committee usually who takes a look at all of the applications, and we, you know, often get a lot of applications, and they have to, you know, go through, that. and then they make their recommendations based upon need uh, and, and other t- different type of issues that these families may bring to the table. Yes. So that committee usually deals with that. Now, how many children do you think you've helped at this point? Oh, I, I'd hate to, to say. Um, I know we've fundraised. I would say again, I wouldn't quote me on this. Maybe forty, fifty thousand dollars in the last few years, and yes. again, that's probably an estimate. Maybe could be even a little bit more. Yes, but we've certainly helped out a lot of families
1: yes yes well i just even just the um the santa event that's over 350 kids oh up yeah that
2: oh if not even so. more i mean i'd probably maybe four 450 um and the wonderful thing about the santa event is that it, it doesn't really cost a lot of money because a lot of it comes the toys are all paid for right. the volunteers are volunteers we do have yes. to pay for certain things but yes. thankfully it's an efficient run
1: yes and on your website you have an awesome video mm-hmm. that really explains everything to yes. families mm-hmm. and you even have families that your organization has helped yes, on the video. Yes. Mm-hmm. And would you like to tell people a little bit more about your board? Oh, and sure. what is behind the organization? Why,
2: of course. There's um, Jorge and Sandy Santietro, very nice individuals, originally from Miami, um, who uh, Jorge is an attorney. And, uh, and they have a personal connection with autism. There's, of course, uh, Kelly Gardner-Prince, who just does such a great job. Uh, you know, we can bring a lot of the labor, but Kelly brings to her professional educational background yes. uh, the wherewithal that, that we need. She brings heart and muscle to the table so to speak. Yes. There's Ben and Marine Crystal. Ben's a wonderful attorney here in Tampa who does such a great job. Uh, my, my dear friend, John McCloskey's done a lot to help out. Uh, Dara Cooley, um, uh, an attorney here in Tampa who uh, whose sister has special needs. She's done a lot to, you know, bring a lot of things to the table. So that's uh, yes. pretty much our board right now. Yes. And we're, you know, we're a very local organization. We're not best buddies. We're not the special Olympics. Right. We're local. I mean, the, the main thing I'll tell you that I, that I always, that moves my heart the most is the Santa thing. That's, that for me is the main is the main thing that yes. f- for me, but again there's different uh, you know uh, tasks
1: yes now you're involved in other things yes, such me. as a new horizon group home
2: yes yes
1: and we've had different people on the air talking about different homes mm-hmm. and and goals and there's mm-hmm. lots of people in the area that are thinking about building some group homes. Mm-hmm. But your dad actually did this 20 yep. years ago.
2: Yep my, my late father, Juan Vera, who died about three years ago, he was a contractor, an engineer by training, but he was a contractor. And he took off about a year, a year and a half of his career um, to uh, help oversee the building of the group home. There's two group homes right now. Uh, it's the Alice Storms Group Home and the Mary Lou Kramer Group Home. They're named after two wonderful people. Alice Storms, who's a wonderful woman. Yeah. She's, in fact, the mother-in-law of former County Commissioner Rhonda Storms. And Alice Storms has done so much. She's a real pioneer in Brandon and I'm just in her debt. And the late Mary Lou Kramer, who's no longer with us, was, these are two women who helped found the special education department at First Baptist Church of Brandon. And long story short, out of that um, uh, uh, effort uh, came parents, you know, folks who say, listen, my kid's autistic. My kid has cerebral palsy. My kid has X, Y, and Z, whatever it may be, uh, developmental disability. And what's going to happen when they get older? What are we going to do? We can't stick them in some home where some, you know, some government home where some bureaucrats going to be looking out of them or looking after them. So they said, look, let's take this thing into our own hands. Yes. And with the help of the community, that includes uh, private charity, that includes private initiative, that includes the government, HUD. Yes. Um, they they came together and built these two group homes uh, about 15 or 20 years ago. And it, it's been a, a, a real lifesaver. I mean, and there's different people there. I can tell you, like, there's, right. there's a young man. I, I'm not going to name his name. Game, but um you know he bounced from group home to group home all his life went through unfortunate experiences and because of this group home he's found a home he's found a home and he is severely uh, disabled uh, mentally in many ways but I always tell folks I say because you know New Horizons is Baptist is a Christian group home and I always say listen uh, Christianity exists because of that young man in other words it exists to you know give people like that uh, a hand up in life those are the aspirations and that's what New Horizons does
1: Yes, so I believe you judge a society by how they treat their weakest members. Darn right, sure. And the, what they have done with New Horizons is amazing. And they just had their barbecue.
2: Yes, yeah. Which I was, I was telling you, unfortunately, I couldn't make it this year uh, to the barbecue. Uh, but they have a really good board. I used to serve on the board maybe oh five, six, seven years ago for a couple of years with my dad. And uh, their president's a fine man by the name of Pete Watkins, who has a daughter um, who uh, 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 is a resident at group home uh, at the group home there, and he just does a phenomenal job and you know New Horizons is one of those things you know like this in the movie Rocky you know it's about heart not muscle you know yes. it's not the kind of group home that's got all these fancy connections you're not going to see the folks uh, there uh, uh, you know uh, building a group home that looks like some fancy thing off in South Tampa mm-hmm. but it's certainly something that comes with heart and that's what yes. moves it and that's what it's very like I said Capra-esque something I mean you could have made a movie you know starring Jimmy Stewart you know 80 years <laughs> ago by Frank Capra for on yes. Horizons. I, I really mean that. So.
1: Yes, yes. Um, and I see that there's a lot of local sponsors for the group too
2: oh yes of course with, without a doubt there's a lot of you know local sponsors uh, you know like uh, the, the the fire station in Brandon and a lot of different different organizations that help out again it's a very big community uh, type of organization though they rely a lot on government help with right. SSD Medicaid uh, HUD etc they just got a grant I understand from the county for another group home um, it's it's something that really that the community comes together the religious community, secular, civic, et uh, etc. et cetera. Et cetera. C- it comes together to give a voice to the voiceless. Yes. So,
1: yeah. And I understand your brother was just on a cruise.
2: <laughs> yeah, he's actually on a cruise right now. Oh,
1: he is. Okay.
2: Which is kind of scary. Yeah, my, my mom uh, went with some of the folks at the group home on a cruise I think it was like a carnival cruise line and my mom God bless her was just scared and nervous about it and I don't blame her but but I'm I'm sure she's doing fine
1: so yes (laughs) yes and but he went on the cruise too with a lot of best buddies uh, Uh, not best buddies uh, um, New Horizons New Horizons people yes well I'm Julie Ames and I'm here with Louis E. Vieira he's a founding member of Lawyers Autism Awareness Foundation we'll be back in a moment so please join us on the other side on the Special Needs Family Hour here on AM 860 The Answer
0: To reach Julie or any of the guests on today's show, call 813-816-2637. That's 813-816-2637. Or go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Special Needs Family Hour with Julie Ames on AM 860, The Answer. To contact Julie, go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. That's SpecialNeedsFamilyHour.com. Now, here's Julie Ames.
1: I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM 860, The Answer. I am here with Luis E. Vieira. Luis is a founding member of Law... Autism Awareness Foundation and Lewis, we were just discussing over the break. Mm-hmm. Your brother Juan and you told me that Juan still sees Santa Claus.
2: Oh yes, there's you know there's no age limit whatsoever on the on the Santa event. You know yes. we've had kids who are four and five, and we've had folks who are forty and fifty. Juan's uh, a lot of times the the folks from Juan's group home will come by, and they're you know gladly welcomed, obviously um, there because a lot of them, God bless them, still believe in Santa. Because remember, yes. they're six and seven and mind. Um, yes. So in other words, to the listeners out there, if y'all have a, a child who's 40 or 50, you know, uh, nobody cares, you know, they're welcomed.
1: Okay. Cause my girls still believe and well, that's, bring it on. I know it's the only thing that's the only thing that they still believe. I mean, yeah. we've told them about the leprechaun. we told them about the Easter bunny and I was going to tell them last year, but I, mm-hmm. I waited until too close to Christmas and uh-huh. it would have been like being the Grinch if I told them. Uh-huh. And then when you told me, mm-hmm. um, Lewis, came and spoke at my husband's Rotary Club. And when you were talking about your brother, Juan, I'm like, oh, and you said, well, there's no reason why they can't continue to believe. Yeah, you're darn right. So I, you know, I think we might, I haven't believed for yes. a while because they're still, I mean, the mentally, they're like yes. your brother. They're mm-hmm. in the same age range. Hey,
2: well, there you go. So, I mean, anybody is welcome, no matter what the age. You could be 100. You know what I mean? Yes. So so long as there's a developmental disability there of any kind, autism, Down syndrome, developmental, whatever, um, folks are welcome. It's very
1: inclusive. Yes. Well, I relayed some of the stories you had told me about mm-hmm. your brother, Juan. My youngest daughter, Anna, she's a typical 14-year-old. Yes. She mm-hmm. thought. They were so funny. Oh, really? And yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you were talking about growing up with one. You did a lot of things. You did mm-hmm. special ed ministry. Yes, yes, And what's neat to me about that mm-hmm. is, in a way, I just helped start the special needs ministry at my church. Mm-hmm. And we've gone to Sally DePalma's training with one ministry. Mm-hmm. But – you guys have been ahead of the c- curve by about 40 years here
2: well in some ways you know in, it's like we, we I grew up Catholic and I, I'm, I'm Roman Catholic um, but we went to First Baptist Church of Brandon because our church didn't really have a viable special needs ministry yes um, and the, the people at First Baptist Church of Brandon or Southern Baptist you know truly Christian um, when it comes to folks with special needs very Christ-like literally Sermon on the Mount kind of stuff yes and I remember I mean being a kid and when I first started going there again I was raised Catholic, right. and here were all these Southern Baptists. You know, it's kind of funny, and and I start going to the to the Sunday school class, and and there's a man by the name of Jerry Sherman, uh, God rest his soul, who you know Jerry didn't have any kind of a connection with the mentally disabled personally, didn't have a kid or anything. Right. He was just a Baptist who just loved God and, you know, and, and took that as a way of saying, hey, look, I should help folks who are different than me, people yes. who don't have a voice. Um, and Jerry did that. Well, Jerry was my Sunday school teacher and I just loved him. I, I fell in love with Jerry. He was such a great guy. Right. And I started going to his Sunday school class. And this was a Sunday school class for the developmentally disabled. Yes. And then, in fact, it's funny, Mary Lou Kramer, uh, uh, who's no longer with us, the group homes, one of the yes. two group homes named after her, she told my mom, she said, that, this young man shouldn't be in this class he's not mentally disabled and I said, but darn it, I want to stay um, and it's true because I'll never forget they used to play pickup sticks and I'd play pickup sticks with all the guys and everything so I pretty much got kicked out of the class and got sent to a, a I guess a mainstream <laughs> Sunday school class It's really <laughs> funny if you think about it but yes. you know so uh, but again I, I have you know distinct memories of going to Special Olympics McDonald's training center uh, Special Olympics at usF all these things growing up it was just part of growing up for me and it was just right. normal
1: yeah. So. What would you do at McDonald's training center?
2: You know, they would just have events. I mean, I, I I remember being a kid and going to McDonald's training center. Some fundraiser they had outside, and I remember they had like orange punch, and I drank a bunch of orange punch. I don't know why I remember that, but I do. But but again, all these different things. You know, Special Olympics. My brother used to swim. He still got all of his medals and everything. So. Really? Oh yeah, so he's, they're on he's, the he's, wall. Oh yeah, he's darn oh, proud yeah. of them. He's very proud of them. God bless him. So you know, my brother Tony. Now we have we, we just grew up with that. It was just something normal for us. You know. Right. It's kind of like, you know, yes. Jeff, your husband's in the military. It's like, you know, you grew up as a military brat. Right. Well, I grew up as a special needs brat, I guess, okay. if you will, yes. just being involved with that.
1: Yes. Know. And I bet Special Olympics has changed a lot.
2: Oh, it has. You know, Juan hasn't participated much recently, maybe a little bit of bowling, but right. not as much recently. But I've I've been maybe once or twice in the last 10 years, and it has changed a lot. But it's funny because, you know, through different organizations I've been involved with, I get to meet a lot of youngsters who Developmentally Developments are Disabled and Special Olympics is a real lifeline for them. That's yes. a great organization.
1: Yes, and it helps build their self-image yes. with their abilities and what they can do. Mm-hmm. Now, I would imagine your mother has seen a lot of changes, and mm-hmm. even you growing up, oh, sure. as to how the developmentally disabled are perceived and treated.
2: Oh, 110%. I always tell people it's kind of like the you know the journey of America, that as we grow as a country, different groups of people in our country, we realize their humanity. And it's no different for me. Uh, with with African Americans, women, immigrants, et cetera, Latinos, the development disabled, you know, uh, the 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 system they've had to go through in this country for me is no different than Jim Crow, uh, than what happened years ago, and and you know, still dealing with issues from that today, um, you know, second class citizenship, and I know that my mother and my father had encountered that a lot, you yes. know, in school, uh, when Juan was in a, in, a, in a public school and just asking for basic accommodations and getting, you know, essentially embarrassed as if. You you know, why are you bothering me? You don't count, etc cetera. Right. Um, in our popular culture, we still see it. You know, people right. using what I call the R word, you yes. know, uh, and, and using it inappropriately and making jokes about the developmentally disabled. You see movies like Tropic Thunder, a very popular movie right. that got a lot of hoots and hollers off of making people who were making fun of folks who are developmentally development disabled. You know, that really ticks me off. But unfortunately... Yes. A lot. A lot of people do that still. So yes, we've seen a lot of progress, but certainly not enough. There's there's a lot of economic progress, a lot of moral progress in our churches, you know, yes. in our government policies, etc. And this isn't a, a Republican or Democrat issue for me. It's an American issue because I always tell folks, if you love America, you got to love Americans, and especially right. uh, those folks who are most vulnerable among us. And for me, you don't get more vulnerable than the developmentally
1: disabled. Well, thank goodness it has changed over yes. the years mm-hmm. and. And the, um, the environment that my husband and I have walked into, I mean, you get stares now and then, sure. and you mm-hmm. have situations. But for the most part, I, people are, have been really nice. Yes, yes. And it is amazing. And I feel that we appeal to people's better selves. yes. And I am so thankful that for all that is going on in Tampa right now. Oh, yes, of course. Because there are so many good things, including mm-hmm. your organization. Mm-hmm. Now, you're part of Best Buddies.
2: Yes, ma'am. I've, I've worked with Best Buddies in the past.
1: And, and you were on the board of
2: yes, Best Buddies? Yes, for maybe like four years. And Best Buddies is a great organization. Like the Special Olympics, it was founded by the Kennedy Shriver family. Um, we were talking about that before the, the program, and it's just a real wonderful um, uh, legacy from the Kennedy family, in my opinion. And what Best Buddies seeks to do is to partner up folks who are not developmentally disabled in schools to promote tolerance, to make sure that the things my brother went through when he was younger uh, don't happen today, yes. you know, uh, to promote tolerance. And, and it does such a great effort. I've known so many attorneys in the community who are involved with this, people who have siblings, uh, who have special needs, and people who don't just because they're good people. Right. Um, and it's a lifeline. It's a lifeline, not just to the folks who are developmentally disabled who get to have their moment in the sun, their moment of decency, uh, but their families who get to, to have somebody tell them, listen, we love you, we care about you, and we're here for you. Because yes. we're not going to you know, stand back and let your kids and uh, be second-class citizens and let your families be second-class families. That's not the way it is. So that's, it, it, to me, it's just a wonderful organization.
1: Yes. Well, I think Eunice Schreiber is a, a great example of mm-hmm. taking something that's bad mm-hmm. in your family and turning it into something very good. Oh, yes. Without and, a doubt. And positive. Mm-hmm. So. This is Julie Ames. I am here with Luis Vieira of Lawyers Autism Awareness Foundation. We are going to go to the other side and continue our conversation. You're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour here on AM 860, The Answer.
0: To reach Julie or any of the guests on today's show, call 813-816-2637. That's 813-816-2637. Or go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Special Needs Family Hour with Julie Ames on AM 860. The Answer. To contact Julie, go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. That's specialneedsfamilyhour.com. Now, here's Julie Ames.
1: I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM 860, The Answer. I am here with Lewis E. Vieira. Luis is a founding member of Lawyer's Autism Awareness Foundation. And, Lewis, this whole time we've been talking about all you do in your Mm -hmm. spare time, and we have yet to talk about what do you do in real life? The audience know the other side of
2: Lewis. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm an attorney at a law firm, Ogden Sullivan. We're a civil trial uh, uh, firm uh, here in Tampa. I've been there for about seven years. Time goes by fast you know, when you're working a lot, right? Um, But uh, I do mostly trucking litigation and insurance litigation, civil defense work. So, you know, I, I deal a lot in torts and defend a lot of uh, companies uh, insurance carriers etc in a lot of uh, insurance disputes so that's typically what I do so it's 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 interesting work you know you're always dealing with people and you know I, I was like I was telling you during our break that yes. you know a lot of things are, are vigorously in dispute and I'm always very aggressive in, in my cases but I'm always very civil you yes. know I never believe in being a jerk I, I just so, say you know so
1: uh, you're the nicest bad guy out there something
2: like that <laughs> <laughs> you could say that I'm civil and I yes. think that's important I think if you give folks respect, uh, you get things done for your client. Uh, That's how I see it. You know, I'm always a gentleman and I think that people ought to be given respect. And that's how I try to govern myself.
1: Right. And that's neat because you've combined that. Philosophy and respect from your background and with Mm -hmm. what you do.
2: Well, of course, sure.
1: Yes. So you've carried it through. Mm -hmm. You you don't have, you haven't compartmentalized your life. Oh,
2: absolutely not. I couldn't. You know, it's funny because I always tell people, uh, um, attorneys are starting off. I said, look, if you're a nice guy, don't be a jerk in your job because people are going to tell that you aren't being real and authentic. I said, be yourself and make it work for you. Everybody has their niche. And I go, hey, look, if you're a jerk, really in your heart, then be a jerk. But, you know, <laughs> Don't try to be a Do fake. Do it well. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So, you know.
1: People will respect that. <laughs> yes. The other thing we were talking about is I had lunch with Julie Reyes. Yes. And you're good friends with Julie and her husband, yes. DJ. Mm-hmm. And there's a forum coming up?
2: Yes, ma'am. We're, we're working on something. I, I, I met uh, Colonel DJ Reyes. I call him DJ. Uh, you know, obviously, DJ. Yes. He served in the United States military for 33 and a half years. And, you know, DJ's just, uh, I, I call him a, a captain. If, if Captain America was born in Hawaii, he'd be DJ Reyes. You know, the guy's yes. a, a patriot's patriot and just one of the finest men I've had the pleasure of meeting in my life. And Julie is just, like DJ, uh, not only a patriot, but such a fervent advocate for people with special Needs The whole spectrum, the whole family of people with special needs. And something that we're working on right now, it's not fully baked, but it certainly will be soon in uh, mid to late or mid to early next year is sort of a forum. And we're also being assisted by a good buddy of mine, David Silver, who's a financial planner, who has a personal connection with autism and his family. And um, it's sort of a, you know, people hear about that campaign. It gets better uh, uh, telling uh, uh, youngsters that, you know, who are going through trouble in life. Look, I went through what you've gone through. Through, right and life gets better. Here's what's going to happen. Well, mm-hmm. it's sort of like that, except for parents of kids with special needs. What we're looking at doing is to having a forum uh, where uh, a question and answer forum yes. with audience participation, with five or six parents of special needs children who are now in their 30s and 40s. Oh, like my brother um, who have gone through life and we're looking to have a diverse panel, different backgrounds, different um, uh, 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 associations, etc. But all with the common link that their kids have made it to the what we aspire to be the promised land um, for kids right. with special needs, which is independence. And the audience would be folks whose kids are younger, who right now are strangers in a strange land and going, listen, what do I do? You yes. know, what do I do? I, I always tell people people. You know, that when you have a kid with special needs and you first get that diagnosis, whether it's prenatal, uh, whether it's in the womb, whether it's out of the womb, you know, there's that song, The River by Bruce Springsteen, that goes, all those things that seemed important, well, they vanished right into the air. Well, all those things that seemed important for your kid, you know, you think, oh, maybe my kid will be the next Bill Gates, the next Mitt Romney, the next Barack Obama, whatever it is, and suddenly you're like, gee whiz, I hope my kid can just work in a McDonald's. I hope my kid's not going to be abused. I hope my kid it is independent, so um, that's all you care about so you 've got parents right now who are dealing with that shock uh, in the aftermath you know right. their kids are six, seven, and eight, and so many different dreams that that they see deferred well, I want these parents who are are, are younger to, to be told by this by this panel that, you know, I, I guess we're at a religious studio, uh, that, you know, there's a crucifixion but there's also going to be a resurrection. Right. You know, in the sense that these folks they've gone through their uh, uh, struggles. Th- these are parents who, and, and not just these parents, they didn't just raise special needs kids. They did it in the 70s. They did it in the 80s right. when there was even less sensitivity than what we have now. Right. They've gone through struggles. They know what it's like. Um, I mean to put it in terms that maybe you and your husband can relate to, you know, these are uh, the younger parents now they they're they're Iraq and Afghanistan these parents went through Vietnam you know right. the, the panel they went through Vietnam right. so they, they know of something about even worse situations so uh, that's what the panel's looking to be we'll obviously have child care there and right. we're looking I'm looking at different forms to do it at now but that's something that's so important for two reasons number one for telling these parents of kids with special needs that look um we've done it under worse circumstances is there is hope and here's how we did it. Right. Um, but then number two, to have that community. That's why, Julie, um, churches and places of worship, having special needs ministries is so pivotal to the to the existence and the mission of a church right. or of a synagogue or of a house of worship yes. because it, it's got to be there for the family. And um, these folks who are raising kids with special needs, they need a community because if you're doing it by yourself, you will perish. Um, you need help. You need yes. support. You need people who, have, who are are going there with you um like you know like julie i'm a single dad you know i'm divorced and a lot of the times a lot of the guys i become good friends with are folks who have gone through my experiences right you know just because common experiences your husband i'm sure with people in the military i'm sure your husband and colonel reyes hit it off immediately because of the military so you always look at common experiences and that's something that i want to foster in this program
1: yes Mm -hmm. and it makes such a huge difference i know when I, whenever I, we got the diagnosis about Marie and Christina yes. and intellectual disabilities and their anomaly, because we don't have a syndrome, we have no prediction mm-hmm. of what to expect. Because people ask, well, how long will they live? I I don't know. Sure. And when they were little, and I, was, I miscarried with baby number four, but mm-hmm. when they were little, and I'm looking at Christina, because at the time... That's when she started hyperventilating mm-hmm. and the neurologist had told me she might have Rett syndrome and all mm-hmm. this is before I was really king on the internet or before the internet was up and running, but I thought she was going to die. And it took, I don't know, it must have taken it took weeks to get that, uh, the results of the blood test saying she didn't have rhett syndrome. Mm-hmm. But so during the t- po- during that time period, I'm pondering, you know, is she gonna live, not mm-hmm. live? and and then the life expectancy. and there's all those fears, and I was overwhelmed. Of sure. course, I was depressed because I lost baby number four, of course. and <laughs> I mean it was it was a terrible time. But the point here is that you're at that point where you're like, oh my gosh. What now? What does the future hold? Where do I go? Now, what's neat is now that the girls are 19 and 17, mm-hmm. I can see it. Mm-hmm. All right? But that school teacher that told me when they were little that they were both going to be in a home one day and they would never read and write. Oh,
2: sure. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, that was, I'm like, oh, you know, hit me again. I'm still kicking. Of course. Uh, you know, I went home to my husband. And he says, hey, as long as they're excited and they're willing to learn, mm-hmm. we'll just keep going one day at a time. Mm-hmm. And we'll go. And, hey, they read. Yes, yes. They will not live without support. Yes, but I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. And and what that teacher did that day, is she gave me the gift, the gift of realizing, hey, mm-hmm. if if that's what happens, fine, I can live with it. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, anything above that, you know, I'm not going to give up. Oh, of course. And the kids haven't given up. They have an awesome tutor. Uh, they have an awesome tutor. She she's battling cancer right mm-hmm. now, and and she's been a part of a life our life for six years, and I can't Mm -hmm. imagine not having her in my life, Mm -hmm. so my, my prayers are with her mm-hmm. but thank you so much oh, sure. for doing all this and my this pleasure forum. trust me what a and, great and
2: idea and I obviously salute you Julie I mean because uh, a lot of folks with uh, children with special needs what they do is they take the trauma the diagnosis they get their lives in order for that new reality but then they go and help people in same or similar circumstances and that's what you've done you've taken something that's a challenge in your life and you're addressing your needs while helping other people and for me yes. there's nothing Thing more Christian or more American than doing that.
1: So. Yes. Well, thank you so much for being here today. Mm-hmm. Thank you for the Santa Sensory Friendly event. My pleasure. <laughs> it's December 5th. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we will make sure that we have an announcement oh, you bet. about yeah. your forum in the spring for parents. Yes. What an awesome idea.
2: Thank you. Yes.
1: So thank you so much, Lewis. This is Julie Ames. You're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour right here on AM 860, The Answer.
0: Thank you for listening to the Special Needs Family Hour. If you've missed any part of today's program, you can get the podcast of this and every show at specialneedsfamilyhour.com. While there, please take advantage of the resources we've made available. And if you're so inclined, please support the advertisers that support this program. Special Needs Family Hour, Inc. is a non-profit 501c3 organization. More than anything, just know that you are not alone. And we invite you to join us next Sunday at 1, only
1: on AM 860. The Answer.